Welcome to a nonfiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff. I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 32, Building Fund. At the regular Monday noon building committee meeting on November 22, 1920, at Byron Haviland's practitioner office on the 10th floor of the Empire Building, only four of the five members were present. Robert DeCue, committee chair, began the meeting with readings from the Book of John about how branches cannot bear fruit unless they abide in the vine of Jesus Christ. John 15, 1-8 Followed by a published letter by Mary Baker Eddy to a branch church, including similar imagery of branches needing to bear fruit. Although there was no mention in the meeting minutes about the building committee members attending the dedication of First Church the previous day, it is hard to imagine that any of them would have missed the big event. But rather than invigorate them in their own work, somehow a deep sense of discouragement had set in. The status of the building committee became the focus. Mr. DeCoup presented two propositions for discussion. The question was whether the committee should resign or simply discontinue the regular meetings. The minutes record that the work of the committee seemed for the present to be finished because it looked as though there would be no resumption of building activity for the present. It seems that at least one member of the building committee was ready to quit. So far that year, the only thing that had happened at the building lot was some cleanup after complaints from the neighbors of the unsightly condition of the premises. It had taken almost an entire year to pay for the first contract for the excavation and foundation. Having recently made the final payment, they could now move forward with construction under the constraints the membership had given them. Except there was nothing in the building fund and church collections were no longer being contributed to it. When the building committee had recommended sending the first Sunday collection to First Church, they expected that immediately after the dedication, those funds would be redirected to their own building fund. Instead, just after the dedication service, the membership voted to start sending the first Sunday collection to Boston to the board of directors at the Mother Church to help pay their legal fees. Nothing would be added to the building fund for the foreseeable future. Maybe the building committee had interpreted this decision by the members as lack of interest in the building project. Maybe they took it as a vote of no confidence. Maybe they felt they were falling short in comparison to the obvious recent success of First Church. 
or they were feeling burdened by other responsibilities at church or in other areas of their lives, or the committee had been criticized. Maybe they were feeling that their metaphysical work that year, week after week of spiritual study and prayerful effort, had been ineffective. The details of the discussion that day were not recorded. Perhaps they revisited the bylaw in the church manual on church building that states that the committee shall not be dissolved until the new church edifice is completed. However their discussion went, the result was an informal resolution that it was the feeling of the members present that the meetings should be continued and the committee remain intact unless the church membership saw fit to remove us for any reason. They immediately returned to their metaphysical work. The subject for their next meeting was substance. The following week, the topic was activity, then guidance. And after that, the focus was rejoicing. They read the rest of Joseph Armstrong's book on the building of the original Mother Church together, one chapter at a time. They had probably all read a recent article in the Christian Science Sentinel by their architect's wife, Violet Webster Dunham, about how she overcame a stubborn physical ailment that had been very discouraging to her. She had been earnestly working to find physical relief through prayer for several days without apparent result. Then, as she was watching laborers working to break up concrete blocks, she gained a fresh spiritual insight. As she explained it, Faithfully they hammered away without any immediate results, but after many measured blows, the blocks would suddenly break apart. Then came the analogous thought. Those men are working at a problem, and they know the answer. Hence, they are not discouraged by the seeming slowness of their task. They do not need to know which blow is going to break the concrete, but they do know that each blow counts and so they continue until the result is attained. It is not the first blow nor the last which does the work. It is the steady, persistent effort, and each and every blow has been needed to bring about the breaking of the solid stone. Like a flash came the spiritual awakening which enabled her to declare, almost aloud, that Every word of truth has power. Many days had been devoted to solving this problem, seemingly without any change in the condition, yet every declaration of the reality of good and of man's right relation to God had done its work, and every declaration was needed. Then a deep sense of gratitude for the positive principle took the place of the discouraged thought. And with righteous desire for further unfoldment, 
study of the textbook was joyfully taken up. There was no sense of the passage of time, but within a very few moments, absolute freedom was manifested. Like the laborers working steadily and persistently to accomplish their task, as seen through the perspective of Mrs. Dunham's inspiration, the building committee continued its weekly metaphysical meetings without any break for the holidays. Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit cindysafranoff.com.